Hi, I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. I hope everyone out there is staying cool. It's so fucking hot everywhere. Oh my God, I don't know how people in Oregon are like dealing with this. Um, it's very hot here. It's more like Augusty weather, but you know, everyone has air conditioning. Like if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you might not have air conditioning. So anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather, but uh, it, it might behoove you to stay inside <laughs> for a few days. So if you're looking for some some things to watch or read, of course, I am your girl. And I've got some notes on what I consumed this weekend, or at least a couple of the things. Um, let's start with like the sadder side, like good sad. Um, I finished My Policeman by Beth Ann Roberts, um, which is the 2012 novel. Like, let's be perfectly honest. I bought this book and read it because this is the film that Harry Styles and Emma Corrin and David Dawson have been filming in England and and a little bit in Italy this spring and summer. Um, But I'm so glad I did. It's a beautiful book, a beautiful book, though I did. I'm emotionally gutted by this book. I, I and if and for all my little coven of psychos out there, um, you guys were in, were in trouble. We thought we were in trouble before, just like based on the images coming from the set. I text, I sent a text to Tia and a couple other people. Um, and I said to Tia, I said, Tia, period. I just finished my policeman, period. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and need to get our affairs in order. Um, this... <laughs> I can't. I mean, it's it's I sobbed at the end of this book. It is kind of I I still have physical pain in my chest over it. It's a gut wrenching story about um, two men who cannot be together in like late 50s, early 60s, Brighton, England. And and Emma Corrin plays Marion, who's Tom's wife. That's the Harry character. And David Dawson plays Patrick. And it's just filled with angst and longing and the way that lives can just be totally destroyed when people aren't allowed to be who they are and love who they want to love. And it's beautifully told. It's very like quietly melancholic and uh, perfectly cast as far as I can tell. Like we know that Emma Corrin has that like I'm hurting on the inside, but like putting on a good face on the outside. This woman has played Princess Diana. Um, and the Tom and Patrick role, like David and Harry seem so perfectly cast. And and <laughs> I said to uh, my friend Allison, who was reading it at the same time, she finished literally like a few hours before me. And I was like, oh, this book is very like on brand for me. I am at times, most of the time, like in certain scenes, like both turned on and emotionally gutted all at once, which is, I mean, kind of like where... <laughs> That's the space I like to live in. Um, but it's it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful book. I highly recommend it separate from the movie or Harry or any, any of that. Like it's a it's a gorgeous book and I'm glad it's maybe going to start getting a little more attention thanks to this film. Um, so anyway, that's one. The other <laughs> thing that I watched the entirety of on Saturday night and Sunday morning is this Netflix show Sex Life. Have you guys seen this? Um, it's kind of climbing the charts and getting a little buzz. I mean, they they ran a fucking ad for it during the Today Show this morning. Um, so this is, there's eight episodes. They're about 45 minutes each. 
this is what I would say is like the latest entry into the softcore mommy porn genre. Um, you know, like what Fifty Shades hath wrought, let no streaming platform put asunder. Um, this is based on a, a novel, I believe, uh, not a formerly Twilight fan fiction, but it is about this woman, Billy, played by Sarah Shahi, who you may remember from The L Word, if you watch The L Word, which I did. Um, she's gorgeous. She gives me like a lot of Vanessa Marcel vibes. Um, and she's plays this woman, Billy, who is living in, I, I think it's Connecticut. It looks like West Porty, um, Greenwich, uh, with her like hedge fund finance guy, husband Cooper. And she's got a toddler and a baby. And, um, she's, you know, got this seemingly perfect life and, you know, the town is filled with these like very one note, like Stepford wifey, like suburban Connecticut women kind of thing. Um, and she's, you know, but she's like not happy. She's longing for something. And she keeps thinking back to her like wilder days, like living on like the Lower East Side with her best friend, Sasha, and being like going out. And they were psychology graduate students. And she and this relationship she had with this like hot bad boyish like Aussie record producer who is also insanely wealthy um guy Brad so she's like writing in her journal on her computer and then flashing back to their time together which involves a lot of sex like a lot of sex um and then but then her husband Cooper like reads this stuff, and so he's trying to react to it. And like I'm like, first of all, why do you not? Why is your, why do you not have a password on your computer? There's a lot of like slamming down of laptops in this show. The dialogue is not great. The sex is sexy, like it's totally sexy. It's very female pleasure focused. I mean, it's like fucking fingering, uh, lots of orgasms, like you know all that good stuff, and definitely it's like much more female gazy than, than a lot of things are. And it's, it's written by women, directed by women and all that stuff, which is awesome. And I'm all for that. Um, but like, yeah, the dialogue is not great. Like there's a conversation between like Billy and Sasha and she's like talking about like how he uses his joy, like some guy uses his joystick and some Sasha's like talking about how he does her kitty. Like no one talks, no one says, Oh yeah, he treats my kitty. So right. Like no one talks like that. So that's frustrating. But like the show is totally entertaining. You will get sucked in. Um, you know, Sarah, as I said, she's like giving me Vanessa Marcel vibes and she's not like terrible at all, but she does have a few like her, you know, like actors have like kind of ticks like go to like there's a lot of like clasping her hands in front of her face when she's distraught or like emotional. There's a lot of whisper talking. And then she because <laughs> she's constantly having these flashbacks and the voiceovers are like it's a lot. But like she, when she like wake kind of emerges from the flashback and like snaps back in and she's like. Uh, in her kid's school, like doing crafts or like whatever. It's like, it always made me laugh every time. And again, the slamming shot of the laptops, it's like hilarious. But, but again, it's totally entertaining. Um, the plot is kind of the same in every episode, but I, I, whatever. Like she's just trying to figure out, like, does she want to like throw away her life? Frankly, I don't understand why she's kind of with her husband to begin with. I mean, he's like nice enough guy, but like what? I was just like, yeah, go be with the other dude. Like you can figure, you can join custody, like you can figure it out. But again, this is like the single woman with no kids saying this. Um, 
Anyway, let me know if you've watched it. Would love to hear your notes as well. Um, now we're going to pivot real hard and we're going to talk to my friend Bonnie Morrison, who is just the best um, about some of our favorite podcasts to listen to and some of the things that we hate listen to. So we'll be right back with Bonnie. I'm not even sure if this week's guest knows exactly how cool I thought she was before we actually met and became friends in real life. But Bonnie Morrison was definitely one of those chic, smart people in the fashion world that I just knew I wanted to be friends with if she would have me. And luckily she did. She is just so, there she is. She is just really, she's so quick. She's so clever. She's so smart. I I just, I, I love her essence. Um, she has had a career that has spanned from editorial and writing to PR to marketing to the brand strategy work she does now, which I want to talk about a little bit later. And she also, she does these like amazingly insightful posts on her Instagram feed on like a whole variety of issues and topics around race and inclusion and diversity and critical thinking. Um, and she, she weaves culture into them in such an amazing way. And they always leave me asking questions of myself in the best possible way. Um, and yes, she says in her Instagram bio, I like fixing things and I'm going to share a little sappy moment for a second, but she, she also, I don't think I've ever really told her this. And so I'm sharing it publicly, but how much her support and friendship meant to me during the time, just after my mom died in 2014, when she dubbed my return to New York after many weeks at home, the comeback. And it might've been a small thing, but it meant the world to me. And it sort of became my mantra during that time. And I remember she took me to lunch and all my like mess and grief. And not long after I got back and she just listened and talked and she has this like very calming presence. So anyway, I thought I'd share that, but also on a lighter note, I feel like Bonnie and I share so many foundational, like pop culture touchstones and very much get each other's references. And we have certainly shared some very hilarious moments. Um, especially on social media around stuff like that, which I think we could talk about <laughs> today too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Along with some of our favorite podcasts, which is um, a love we both share. And also we're just going to be really meta that way. So I can't wait for you all to meet her. Welcome my friend, Bonnie Morrison. Hi, Bon. Hi, Abby. I, I, I've listened to, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. We had oh, well, many of our friends, you've had many of our friends on. Yes. Um, and it's funny because this is kind of the moment where everybody, it's, it's like, um, what is it in uh, uh, Jerry Maguire where it's like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. But everybody's <laughs> always like, Abby, that's the nicest thing you've ever said. And it is absolutely true. It is not faked. Um, what I love about you, and I say this to my friend Jamie. Hi, Jamie, because Jamie is a fan of your podcast, even though Hi, you don't Jamie. know her. Hi, um, Jamie. But that you really, you're interested in, you have such an interest in so many different things. And it's like, it's it's pop culture, but it's it's all encompassing. Like you read and you listen to podcasts and you love music and television and movies. And I think, you know, everyone, not everyone, but I think, you know, a big feature of the fact that we all have platforms and that we have this constant stream of all different types of media that we can access at all times is that people 
tend to be really down about things and really bummed out about things. And I love yeah. your joy and I love oh. your, and you don't like, and, and the, this is the thing, you can still be discerning and yeah. but you, but you love the things that you love and you're not afraid to say, this is really cool. Check it out. And you also, you know, that I think there's also that thing that we all had when we were teenagers about, you know, being very protective of, you know, that band or I liked that band before it was cool. And yeah. you invite people into the things that you're that you're into. Like you're you're not you you don't you don't guard them jealously. Uh, and oh. you like <laughs> now I'm we, gonna cry. <laughs> no, but I think it's I think it's Thank such you. a because I think that for people to be like we've it's just it's such a weird time and COVID yeah. is a weird time and America is a weird time and but I think you know that that attitude that you put out there I think is really inspiring and also thank you for what you said I feel like I know your mom because she was so um, she was oh. so dear to you and moms are dear to us but I think yes. the special relationship that you have with your family is is incredible and thank so you. thank you for saying that it's of this course is, thank this you is, it's 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 wonderful to be I I feel like your mom is <laughs> I was about to say in the room with us we were in separate rooms <laughs> I mean, in separate she, states yeah. but um hopefully she's smiling she's, she's smiling down on I this so. on, on this particular episode um I that, mean, that she, is an honor to me she had 38 years of listening to me run my mouth about <laughs> what I like and what I don't like but I, th I thank you so much. Like, I hope that that's what I want. Like, that's the energy I want to put out into the world right now. And I think, like, we need we it. We should we pay attention to all the things that are harder to pay attention to and are not joyful. We all have to pay attention to that. But we can also, like, have fun and, like, have joy and, like, talk about things that we love. And, like, that does, those two things don't have to be, like, separate, right? Like, you, people contain multitudes like that's the whole thing right and so I'm glad if that's like what people are taking away from it like that brings me immense joy I'm I have so much fun doing it and so I hope that people have fun listening to it like that's you know and like they might laugh or they might learn about something or they, and they might learn like something new find a new exactly. show you know exactly. like I, if I can translate the immense time that I spend doing all this stuff you know then well, into something for someone else like that's that's awesome that's what me. I don't get. I don't get how you do find the time. <laughs> like I had, and you know, I, I, like I'm the person who really has to limit my consumption of, and Sarah, our friend, Sarah Jenks Daly yes. teases me that I, so I, we have to get you some sort of, some sort of deal with um, a DVD company. Is, is, that's my, <laughs> that's my pitch because I have to, I am so compulsive about television and I that I don't have streaming and I don't have cable because otherwise it would be know, one endless. No, I am the person who goes to a city like it could be the most amazing city in the world. And uh, it's like you're uh, doesn't matter what city it is. Like we don't even we don't even need to use a proper noun. And it's like, oh, there's there's an SVU marathon on which, by the way, there's an SVU marathon on in every single day of the week in every single country uh, on the planet. Yeah. And uh, it could be a beautiful day. It could be like it's Jazz Fest or it's, you know, it's like there's some amazing, you know, Barack Obama's in town and he's going to speak and you have a front row. Like, and I'd be like, I think I'm just going to stay inside and watch the SVU marathon. Episodes that I've seen 
met multiple times. I, I'm like, I oh, mean, this, I is understand the, this is that. the one with Patty Lapone. This is the one with, like, oh. you know, like, and also. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so I really have to limit my my con, my consumption because otherwise I'd never get anything done. Um, and especially in COVID, like, no one feels like they're getting anything done anyway. So it would be so much worse. And at least with podcasts, and we, we'll talk about this, but with podcasts, I could do them while doing other things. So, like. I listen. Yes. I really feel like yes. I got to the end of the podcast universe by listening to absolutely <laughs> everything, even things I didn't like. Because like, I, I used to walk this if, when gyms were closed. I would walk. I live in a ten-story yeah. building. I would walk the stairs for an hour in my building, oh my listening gosh. to podcasts, and that was the only way that I could, you know, could get through it. But I'm really, it, it's difficult for me to. Um, and it's also difficult for me to choose. So the fact that you are able and like you don't just watch television and listen to music, you read books, because for me, I do. it's like it, it's like if I am watching television, no book is getting read for six months. <laughs> like, I mean, just, I do go in phases like I'm just back into I mean, I was such a voracious reader. And then I do I do go in phases where I'm like not reading as much. And I, I do like kind of I'm like, Abby, what are you doing? You have to read something like please read something that's not on your screen like let this is a book you know like particularly like as that, we re-emerge and people yeah. are like so what have you done and we all are letting people off the hook for like whatever yes. they did or did, like what did you as we make should. sourdough or did you not that, not like, at that's all fine i didn't and didn't get a new hobby <laughs> totally all. but the people but you know when you sit down with someone and all they talk about is one thing like you know the the total like you know baba gump of like yeah well, yeah okay, we get it like 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 shrimp like we get we get it. like and but whenever you sit down next to someone who's read a bunch of books I think oh my god they're the most impressive person here like they're you know like they're so erudite I mean even if they're reading yes. total chiclet uh, yeah we still say chiclet is that do I don't know is, I do is that one that's been outlawed but I just I, think it's I don't know but I don't I've never saw it as a pejorative so I'm just like yeah that's like you know that well that's the thing you and Jamie have in common like you and you and you you guys will have to meet one day because you, oh please and she also reads a ton of YA so I love YA yeah she, I know you do I know you do so you, you guys have a she's yes I mean, I we have her, to so, so oh we, nice we is she in all, the city no, she's in she's in Los Angeles. So. Oh, she's in Cali. Yeah. yeah, she's in Cali. So yes, we, Bonnie is a California girl. A I am. I grew up in San girl. So yeah, yeah. But you've been kind of East Coast, I guess, since college, basically. I've right? lived here. I've. Did lived you ever here. live back in California after college? No, not as an adult. I for three months for three months in um uh in, between moving here. I moved here the day to New York City the day that Princess Diana died. So I was so I uh, so college was over and then I lived at home for three months um, and my parents like couldn't wait to get rid of me. I was like, guys, I, I am moving to New York. I promise. That's um, what I, I did. The three months is like a couple months after college. I, I mean, we're the same age, but I think I was a year behind you. Um, but I yeah, I went home for like two months and I was like, no, I'm moving to New York. And no, I don't have a job, but right. I'm going to move and find one because what I want to do, you have to move there to get a job. Like, they're not going to, like, come find me here. <laughs> and you're like, guys, I'm going to work in the illustrious and <laughs> and enduring and noble profession of magazines. <laughs> and I'm going to be and I'm going to take the world on. And your parents yeah. are like, that's wonderful. And now it's like I just <laughs> found out that Women's Wear Daily hasn't published a print edition in three years, which I, of course, thought that it did. I mean, it's, I, thought, I, to- I didn't know they were. They, I guess I kind of assumed that they were still doing print, but I don't know why no. I would have, why would I assume that? That's no, a I very mean, silly thing for me to assume. No, we're the people, like we're the kids who still remember like windows, like non-power windows. Like we, we're in a, t- <laughs> we, we, we're like, t- we're, 
we're two generations off of like what people are like already planning to market corporations are already planning to market to so it's and the internet has like condensed so i think a generation used to be 25 years although obviously people like i don't have children so people yeah, so same. there's also you know a there's such a on the one end of the spectrum there's like 48 years between a generation but you know a a parent who has you know a child who has an infant when they're 50 years old but then also i think the internet condensed everything because you know you have the the, these tiktokers and these like they're full blooded full-throated consumers and they're oh yeah and they have iPhones and they have this and they have that and you know they know how to shop online and so it's 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 wild the world is, it feels like, uh, what was that? Awakenings, sometimes. It's like the world is very confusing. I've been in a coma for 10 years. Like the world is very, very confusing. But remember when we used to have fun on like Twitter? Like, oh, I mean, like the funny thing is that we used to, I think because we both love popular culture and because, as you said, we share a lot of references, we got into this conversation about, I think, movies, bad movies, like, you know, because I love a bad movie. Like, Yeah, I that we always watch stuff. or something. That like... we always watch or maybe that we're on, you know, this is sort of in sort of the, the like the sort of peak, um, you know, basic cable where you would, you know, sit at home on a Saturday and you'd be hungover and it's like Made Manhattan's on. Um, and yeah. you know, like movies that you that are not very good, but you and you like love to hate them and hate to love them, and you know, and you but you realize that you've seen them a hundred times and you know every single word, every yeah. single beat, every single. Um, and so we, so you or I texted about or tweeted, sorry, tweeted about this horrible movie <laughs> featuring Jessica Lange and Gwyneth Paltrow called yep. Hush. Hush. And I don't know why we, but I think we were just like, we were just like riffing on bad movies. Yeah. And we, and but we could, I don't think we could remember the name. There was something about it that we couldn't remember, but we did remember that Jonathan Shake was in it. Who, <laughs> yeah, we did. Jonathan Shake was, who who's in That Thing You Do. Yeah. And what were his other big co-sort of marquee I mean, filmed? God, and he was married to Christina Applegate. Well, he was married to Christina Applegate, which I always remember. And he was super um, cute. And he was, he was, yeah, very handsome, piercing eyes. Piercing eyes, piercing eyes. And I think we, I don't think we added him. I don't um, think so. But we, but somehow he <laughs> stumbled across this tweet <laughs> and, 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 added us and I remember I had just gotten off of a plane I have no idea where I was coming from I was on the air train and I logged on to Twitter through not even through an app I think at this point because I still had a blackboard so I think I logged on to twitter.com and I saw that and I was so I remember I still remember the blush that I I felt Uh, like a full body like just of like seeing like Jordan Catalano at the prom. Like I was yeah. so, I was like, oh my, oh my God. Like we were freaking out. I think Daniel Lorenz was maybe on the tweet too. Yeah. Um, and he's, and I think he's well, like, I, I wish I, I should have, because I, I have ha- checked, I have checked it recently, but like had to dig through like 5,000 tweets. I have like cleared my feed. So I did like cleaned it out. So like I did those auto no, I'll have to thing. I'll have to find it and I'll, and, to- I'll po- and I'll post it. But it was like, and he was like, "Hey, like we all had to do things to make money," or "Hey, like it was a different time." It was something that was like <laughs> it was- so good spirited about the yeah. fact that we and especially I mean, and that's the thing. I think going back to like what I love about you that as things have evolved, like. 
people do say mean things to get like just here for the comments and people do say and it is funny but it's also like there is another person on the other end of yeah that. and like you know like now that everyone has camera phones and now that every sort of people capturing these you know like that like the the sort of famous story about um uh Elgin from um from oh yeah from uh, uh, Cosby yeah from Cosby um whose name I'm not remembering Jeffrey is Jeffrey his first name it's not Jeffrey I just saw right, him in Jeffrey a trailer for something he's well because Tyler Perry came to the I mean, oh Tyler Perry, I have, yeah Tyler Perry's super problematic for me but he came yes to the yeah yeah yeah, I yeah, do, yeah yeah and I do respect that but it was like you know people making comments about that thing I think thinking that they Jeffrey Owens course, Jeffrey Owens there you go Jeffrey Owens and people thinking that they're going to, you know, that it's, but it's, it's nasty, you know, it's mean and it's nasty. And I think that wasn't our, I'd like to think, I mean, it was so long ago. I don't remember that much about yeah. my intent, but it's like, but I think that that is one thing that, that social media has brought about that. I think we just need to be that pe that we as a society need to be more, more careful about because like there is a real person who, um, who, who, might have their feelings hurt by that not that every you know that every person every famous yeah. person sees every mean tweet and I know Kimmel and you know people have sort of made have sort of made light and made sport of those things but you you're we're always look Chrissy Teigen I mean we're hearing yeah. the, the sort of the the fallout of this constant analysis this constant critique this constant feedback from people who don't know you very well you know yeah so and I do think we were good I think it was like this is a good, bad, a good, bad movie. And did it. I mean, I hope I think I, I'm sure I have said mean things like, listen, I'm not going to say that. I don't think <laughs> we were like on the attack, but it really was just like, we were like, Jonathan shake is in our Twitter feed. And we were, I mean, it was so a shining, happy. I mean, it was a shining was, moment. It was I mean, no, we moment. still talk about it. Like, I mean, we a, have talked about it. It was a shining moment for me. Not on totally. the air. We have talked about it in DMs. We have talked about it. Like, honest, I mean, it's, it was a really, it was really great. It was really, really great. And so if, so if Jonathan Check has moved on to other platforms where he might encounter us, yeah. I just want to say to him, that was amazing. We totally respect and adore you. And, yes. you know, and Hush, like... And Hush was great. Hush, I actually think, is probably due to be designated a cult classic. I I would say so too. And if it was on right now, I would watch it. Absolutely. And, I mean, and frankly, no matter what, if I was in Paris, I would like that. That's something where, like, if I was in that hotel room, I would watch it. I'd watch it over SVU. Yeah, you're like, it's. I'm at the Maurice and I am watching Hush. <laughs> like that's what's totally. happening. Totally. One thousand percent. So it all get, comes a full get a salad sent over from the hotel costs and like, let's just uh, call it a day. Like, you know, and also I'm like, Jonathan, I understand why you signed up for this movie. It was Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica, Miss Jessica Lang and Gwyneth Paltrow at like peak Paltrow. Like, of course you signed up for this movie. Totally. I mean, like you, the, I mean, that's, the, I mean, how could you, Parker Lewis can't lose. I mean, that is, <laughs> you could not lose with, with a, like with a cast like that. I mean, you could not lose. So I, I I'm, mean, I I'm totally Park into it. And I, and I don't think that it's, you know, in the grand scheme, like, here's the question. Like, let's, we need to get someone to ask Gwyneth about that movie the next junket that she does. It's like, well, it's like, this is great, you know, Pepper Potts or whatever it is. But it's like, can we talk a second about Hush? I bet Let's she's- Let's do some deep cuts. <laughs> I know some, I know, I, I know you talked, you talked about GP last week. I know GP is controversial. I have never, I, I don't think, I've never met her. I've definitely been in the same room, but like not in a, not in a sort of, not sort of a, sort of a, 
like a goop setting. I think you yeah. said at the same restaurant or something like that. But um, I bet I've had dinner I bet with her. Yes, I, I, I mean, you and Farron are like had a like had like deep stories. Yeah, about her. but like the the ex boyfriend, um, when when I was said we used to sometimes hang out with the Beastie Boys, uh, ah. we we would sometimes have dinner at Mike and Tamara, his then wife's apartment, and there would always be like somebody would be there. Like some celebrity oh, sure. would be, I'd be like, we'd be in the cabin. I'd be like, who do you think the celebrity guest star is going to be tonight? And one time it was Gwyneth Paltrow and her brother, Jake. Jake. And I, yeah. Yeah. It was Jake, great. I actually, I, Jake, Jake married a girl that I went to college with. I, oh yeah. And, that's and right. he went, and he went to, and he went to camp with my friend Chris Sharp. So I've, oh, Jake is go. actually, Jake is, uh, is terrific. I mean, he's a terrific Yeah. They were dude. lovely. It was a very lovely evening, I will say. But, and we had a lot of fun. It but was, this it was is, a long time ago, but it was a lot but, of fun. But this is the thing that I think that people and I always laugh like a, a game that I like to play is going on the Instagram of celebrities and to see how many people to see a who they follow, but also like how yeah. many only follow people with blue ticks. Many of them only follow people with blue ticks, by the way. Yes. Yes. Celebrities really do all hang out with each other. Like yeah. that's not like on Real Housewives where they're like, oh, they're like, you know, like, hey, Ramona, like it's me. Like they're and they act like they're friends. They're clearly not friends. They are yeah. just they're colleagues who are who are forced to do th- social, social things. things. Yeah. <laughs> but celebrities, they all hang out together. Absolutely. Oh, they, they all know each it's other. The, they all hang out together. That's who they want to hang out with. Others. It's the smallest world. Like and you'll and that's the thing you'd be like, wait, you're Mike's friends. Not it wasn't that surprised. They were all living in New York at the time. And like, whatever. I wasn't like crazy surprised. But like sometimes there would be. And I'd be like. They're friends, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, just famous people are friends with each other." Yeah, it's it's not it's not oh this famous. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't hang out with their you know their their friends. Non famous, yeah. And and you know, Gwyneth Paltrow talks about how she yeah all of her friends from Spence, totally. But most of the time, like you're going to something where it's like wall wall to wall celebs. It's like oh hey so and so hey so and so and and so and and I feel like that's a like a trope where celebrities will talk about that where they go to something and they they think it's like oh so someone invited me and then you walk in and it's the most famous people in the world and the celebrity is starstruck. So yeah, it's totally. It's so. you know just that's just our life. Well, our lives are more about listening to, to podcasts while you're TV. while you're while you're while walking up while you're walking up the stairs in your um, post-war uh, ten-story apartment building in New York City. Totally. Or I'm walking around downtown Indiana. I mean, I would take like three hour because like you could walk like even in early pandemic here because it's just not congested and like I would just go on like three hour walks, you know, and just like listen to pods. Totally. Like what it's it's actually a great and I was saying that to people who are like, oh, like I don't like my fitness and, you know, I I haven't really been fit and I've been cooped up in the house. I'm like, just put on a podcast and that walk around, you know, the reservoir is going to go really, really fast. So they were they were a lifesaver. And I think I want to say that like podcast is how I got a lot of God bless the daily, although sometimes it just really triggers my anxiety. Yes. Podcasts are how I get a lot of my news. Yeah. So what's like what are your like regular rotate let's talk about some of your like regular rotate so there's like the daily I feel like everyone you know it's like and I I listen to it most of the time but like you sometimes I had to I had to put some boundaries around oh. my news oh, yes. intake in like a really big way over the past I mean five years but like certainly with the pandemic <laughs> and the election and like everything and the election I- and everything and then there are sometimes when I think that you'll get one like did you read the one list or did you listen to the one recently that was like about that that woman who was was tor- like torturing people on the internet like oh yeah like yeah. putting in like like 
like sabotaging them and saying that they were had done all these awful things. And I was like, this is totally up my alley. Like, yeah, that's like my jam. Right like, there. yeah, like, like a, like a, like a, like a crazy person, true, true, true <laughs> like, crime story. But the, the thing that sometimes they, like Michael Barbaro will get you is you listen, you're like, this is basically gossip and it's not gossip, but it's, it's, it's sort of like a, sort of like a compelling human interest is probably too, too big yeah. a term for what it is, but then they'll get you and they're like, at the end when they're like in other news and it's like the world it's like the planet is dying and you're yeah. like no you're like i just wanted an uplifting episode of the daily like not just three, one time not three other headlines that are just making me want to crawl under the bed yeah um, absolutely no, I, I totally agree um no so the daily so like i said the boundaries it's such a good it's such a good way to talk about it um and it's funny because I'm, as I say to you, oh, I get most of my news from podcasts now. I'm about to give you my, my um, sort of regular rotations that have nothing to do with news. No, that's um, good. Yeah. So, um, so one that I got really into, terrible. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Which is Nora McInerney. I think she's, I think she's the best. Um, she's I think she's so one good. of the best interviewers in the business. Yeah. Um, you know, part of her story is that she, her husband died her husband Aaron yeah. died I think when he was 36 of a brain tumor yeah. and you know they and her father had just died when she had a baby and she's or had a sorry had a, had had a miscarriage and she 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 went through a real um intense concentration of really bad shit happening to her yeah in, it's in, really in, intense not <laughs> even in her midlife I mean I think she was in her maybe late 20s or early 30s and yeah so a lot of it is about grief which is you know as you talked about with your mom Grief's coming for all of us, you know, yeah. and, and particularly for us. You know, it happened for you, I think, statistically a bit early to lose your mom yeah. because your mom's death was so sudden um, and you didn't have any preparation for it. But, you know, I was just talking to a friend about this. You know, when you're in your middle four, he was talking about a, a friend, um, a, a friend of ours whose father actually lived a very long life, but just passed away last week. And we were saying it's pretty rare at this point for us um, in our later 40s to yeah. have friends who have both parents who are still alive. Yeah. Um, this is just, this is the phase. And this is the one people tell you everything about the phases of your life. Oh, you'll buy property. You'll have children. You'll fall in love. You'll fall out of love. You'll get a big job. You'll have to make a big decision about this or that. You'll have to, and no one tells you, and then your parents will be dying and yeah. you're going to be dealing with it and everyone's going to be dealing with it in different ways. And there is a whole series of things that, um, you will, that will, um, you know, for some people, I suppose it's a big inheritance. For most people, it's dealing with, a, you know, a, a bunch of other stuff that yeah. you, you don't really know how that, you know, there's the Internet and um, to tell you how to navigate it. But you're going to have to lean on people to who, who've been through the same experience. And she does such a good job of that. She's really beautiful at it. It's, it's beautiful. She Her subjects are terrific. And they just and she just lets people they talk about people talk about miscarriages. People talk about losing love. People talk about just think, you know, these sort of formative events in in, in their lives that aren't that aren't. And they're not always the big ones. They're not always the ones yeah. that you would expect. But the but the way that she addresses the ones, those ones too, is just fabulous. I think she's I think she's so she's good. Brilliant. She has, I love her. And she has a way of she just lets people talk, but yep. she but she will come in with the question that and she and she doesn't say oh yeah that happened to me too. And in some cases it did, but um, she doesn't right. say. But she just she has this beautiful conversation uh, just about. Just sort of the, like you say, you know, we contain multitudes and just like how messy and 
gorgeous and heartbreaking and and like and fascinating this life is i i think yeah that's a perfect way to sum it up yeah she's really really good so that's so that's good that's one of my um and sometimes I'll sort of let them bunch up and then I'll listen to a bunch of them. And, and yeah. th- that's a really good way because podcasts are always also really good to while you're doing your housework that you don't feel like I, I clean to podcasts all the time. <laughs> totally. Um, I'm mean, trying to think what else my um, I'll give shout outs to because there may be some other uh, others that we that I really want to like that are serial ones into, that, yeah. that I want to, that I want to dig into, but, um, reply all, of course, I think yes. reply all is great. And, you know, I think reply all has shaken off its, its scandal. And I thought that they, you know, I, I listened to the, I listened to the first two ep- the episodes that they Same. released of the bone About, and yeah, and I, me too. and I think that they, I think they realized uh, they're the issues so far that they have, um, they didn't go too into it and you could tell it was like a, a, a really bruising time for them. Yes. Um, uh, I think they, the, the issues that I had with the journalism there, I think they spotted what, what they did wrong. And I really, and I think that, you know, you, you know, cause, uh, cause I've, you know, talked about this, but you know, I think we need room for the mea culpa. You know, we need room right. for the, and sometimes you need to, you need help to be steered towards understanding why people were offended or what was wrong or what you did wrong or how you could, how you could fix the mistake. Not all mistakes can be fixed. Um, sometimes you just need to make the amends and move on. But I, I thought that that was kind of a, not, I don't know what the experience of people who work there was, but I thought, you know what, this is a really good example of how to do this. You yeah. do something that maybe was a little half cocked. You do something where that you could have, um, where maybe you didn't have all the, not all the facts. I think that they just, I think they went in, in a direction um, sort of based on a thesis that I think they, I think they did things in the wrong order. And I think that's the problem with a lot of podcasts, which it's like, are you a journalist or are you an, or, or, or is this op-ed? A commentator, and, right, yeah. And a, com- a commentator, that's exactly the right well, word. Well, and, and so I, for everyone who doesn't know too, like, so Reply All, like, uh, you're probably familiar with the podcast, but if you weren't listening, they were starting a series looking into what happened at Bon Appetit and, and um, in terms of racial discrimination and a, a culture that did not that was did, did not set up people BIPOC or sort of people um of non-diverse backgrounds to win and which is a which is a much deeper kind of Condé Nast a, a company that you and I yes. both know very well yes um it, I think there there was a lot there it was a lot to tackle um and I think it's uh, yeah it, so it was that was kind of the, the, the premise. Yeah, that was like the premise. And then so they started down and there were there had been a couple episodes and then um, they internally they they had to reckon with uh, the fact that they had some things going on at their own company and in yes. their own and in, in their own system that uh, was not dissimilar from what they were reporting on and then that called into question some of the like how were they reporting on it what was the like is it journal you know and all of that and so that that then led to you can listen to the episode of them explaining 
like where they are right now and right. how they, you know, and they're not going right. to continue this, this particular series, but like where as a show they go and as a company, and they've been talking about that. So to Bonnie's point about like the mea culpa and like being like, okay, we recognize this. We are trying to address it. This is how we're trying to address it. You are our fan base. They have a very loyal and big um, listenership. And Absolutely. So- I, it's, it's always been one of the most, one of the, the most, I mean, over time, I mean, it's been, it's, it's pretty well established, but yeah. And pretty well resourced, but it's, but you know, they, but it, you know, it had a huge, I mean, it, I mean that, that story about it, uh, um, about PJ step, PJ vote, one of the, the, the founders and hosts stepping down was a New York times story. I mean, it was, I mean, it was a big, I mean, it was a not big on deal. The front, no, not on the front, not on the front page in hundred point font, but no. it was, you know, it was a story. It, it was a big people, media story. It was a, it was big, a big, big, big media story. And, and in, I think in our circles that, it, you know, like we still are on the edges of that, I guess, you know, but like, I, that's still like, I, I'm always still kind of in the loop on that. And that is when things I'll see on Twitter and like, you'll see. And even if I'm not tweeting a lot, it doesn't mean I'm never there. Right. And, and, and right. we obviously have been in the media world, in some way, shape, or form for basically our entire careers. So it, it, A, is fascinating to me as someone who has been inside that world to some degree, and also just as we've watched media evolve and then, like... Totally. And and what... And then the conversations around journalism versus... Yes, yes. Like you said, versus op-ed. And I think that distinction doesn't get made into people who are not in the media, and they're just like, well, that's new. And I'm like, well, that's an opinion show. Like, that's not... That's there to do that right. and so it's 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 a it's a fine line but i do think the show is st- i mean there's so much good stuff to that re- reply all can do and i hope they can still continue to do that you know yeah. and like and and i think that they you know seem to seem committed to forging ahead and i think and and not in a gross way where yeah you know as you and i both know um and, and we've had friends who've been kind of crushed under the wheels of this where it's like it's not about now we pull out all of the white people and replace them with people of color like that isn't that doesn't give anyone like that doesn't give any it's it's really about how are we moving forward it's not about doing things quickly it's not about doing things it's it's really figuring out because you know workplace is an ecosystem and um you know figuring out like through sort of reflection and analysis and coming together like how um you know what 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 messages are these media companies or corporations, what messages are they going to be putting out and how are they going to be hold themselves accountable to them? So I think that they've, uh, yeah, I think, I think it seems, and I'm, and you know, and I'm sure as, as we all know, you know, it's, it sucks to be fired, but it also sucks when people you worked with are fired too, because there is, there, there is, that's, that's, it creates a lot of, um, it's very disruptive. And so it seems like they're, you know, they're, they're moving ahead. And, and, um, so I still, so I'm still loyal to reply all um the last one that i want to call out um for um is hit parade which is a slate podcast um which is this guy chris melanfi who is a chart analyst didn't know that was a job who does these ridiculously deep dives on um a particular sometimes it's an artist but sometimes it's a genre of music and they are so entertaining and they're i've never listened to this i'm adding this to my list immediately it's fantastic and i think that maybe the entire archive is only available to slate plus but I think some of the sort of the some of his his um, kind of greatest hits, if you'll forgive the phrase, and in talking about music, are um, 
are still up uh, are available to to non uh, non premium subscribers, and he does one on the Bee Gees. He does one on Donna Summer, one on Elton oh. John, one on Creedence Clearwater Revival, of course. CCR, um, the, of the, course. This, the CCR one. Even if you don't think you like Creedence Clearwater Revival, or for the people <laughs> who are listening who don't even know who that is, <laughs> I know. it is it's terrific. You will always end up adding, however people get their music, whether you're still downloading on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, you always will emerge with new with with songs you're like oh yeah i I love that that. in my library the mo i think there's a new one up this week that i haven't listened to i can't remember he does taylor swift um and the um the one it was probably two weeks ago was about millie vanilli (gasps) and i'm gonna tell you something and i've said this many times like girl you know it's true didn't win a grammy for no reason it's a uh, great song. Ma'am, that is correct. It is a fucking bop, and it is still it's a bop a, to this day. It's a great song. You, like, that song comes on, I don't know what nightclub it would be on in. I don't know what nightclub <laughs> I would be at. <laughs> But if that song comes on, you're getting, it's a floor filler. You're getting up. You're getting up. You're shaking your ass. So yeah, um, yeah. it's terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It's terrific. So, um, so I definitely recommend that one. And that one's, that one's really, really fun. I love it. That's great. I don't know why I haven't been listening to that. Now I'm like, but I get excited because when I learn about a new one, because then I can like deep dive into a deep dive podcast. And also my new favorite podcast is called the deep dive, but like it, it's like, yes this is what I need and it's about music like I mean I don't I know you're gonna it's you're gonna love it you're gonna love it it's it's really it's really really good and and there really is something there it really is something for everyone because I'm sure well I just love getting into a topic like so specific you know like that's the thing it's like with a lot of the podcasts I like it's like people who are really into something going hard on it well, you know and, and that's why I really appreciate someone who's really done the who, who's who's not just passionate but who's really done the work to yeah. bring insight to their listeners because th- that's it's like a podcast player is also in an internet access point so don't hit record not knowing you're like yeah there's someone yeah what's the name of that person um, oh my gosh I'm, like it with makes Jeff- me insane like with Jeffrey Owens you're like I presume you either it either came to you in your head or you just googled it while we were on. I googled it while we were talking. We were well, because that's the thing. It's like, of course, sometimes you forget. I do it all the time. But like, if your topic of your podcast, like this, would drive me crazy about certain pop culture podcasts. I'm not going to name anything because that's not my bag. But like, I would be listening to something and I'd be like, no, you're getting it all wrong. Like you oh, didn't, you didn't do when it people right. Get things wrong. I'm like, that's not right. And I'm like, I, it is totally fine. If you did not, if you are not as old as me and do not like, that's fine. I'm not saying like someone younger can't talk about something that happened before their time or whatever, but like do the work. Like you can't, don't, don't if you no, can't talk we're about, not, we're not talking about medieval times. It's not like the answer is lost <laughs> to the ages and no yes. one will ever know. Or some, sometimes the attitude is well, like, well, it's sort of like if uh, I remember when um, I think this was sort of me too. Remember the Aziz Ansari thing and yes. Ashley Banfield with some and someone and and the person around they're like, well, you know, you're old and nobody knows who you are. It's like, no, people know who Ashley Banfield is. It's not like just because you don't know, nobody knows. Right. Well, like that was that? like the very the very Trumpian thing, right? Like every, people are learning, and it's like, no, no. 
No, no, no. no. You just learned that. You just learned. So I think that I'm totally with you. Like, I think that that is. And, and look, you know, millennials have 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 brought some some great energy and they're basically top of the pyramid consumers at this point and they're not going away and some of them are 40 now so we yes. can't just bash them relentlessly but I do think that that attitude is and you know and part of it has to do with the internet which is just that information became you didn't have to you know, we used to have to go to the stacks and like yeah. you know and it's like maybe the book that you needed was next to the book that you were looking for it's really different now and I understand that that, that makes us it, it's made us lazy in some ways too but Absolutely. it's like we have to like we have to shift that especially if you're stepping in and look no one's saying that anyone's expertise is you know I someone said yeah someone said to me you are someone that I who's a very successful millennial she's like you are what you say you are and I believe that but it's like we also can because you know what it's fun to be curious about things and it's fun to find out new information and it's fun to be able to cultivate an opinion based on that information not an opinion based on your other opinions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Try it, guys. You'll like it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, and that was almost like motivating for me to do this podcast. And again, I will be wrong a thousand times about something. So I'm not saying that I'm not, but like, it's like, okay, well then don't do a podcast about like uh, an episode about the Royals. If you don't know anything about the Royals, like it just, I would get like, that's what would irritate me, you know? And I'd be like, I could do that, you know? And so, so I, but then on the flip side, that makes me very much appreciate, um, like, uh, I think you love slow burn too, or like, and that's like oh, journalistic. Sl- I mean, that's slow journalistic. Burn. Ooh, slow, slow burn. burn. The, the second slow burn really bummed me out. The Clinton one, especially since it, 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 it washes up on the shores of something that's really dark and that there's like some, there's a lot of good evidence for It's just like, I don't. I don't even really want to get into it right now. But uh, yeah, that, it's it's sort of like, and there's, there's and they have great sources. They have great sources. They have they have a great great interview with Linda Tripp. Um, yeah, they have you know, and and you really sort of get. It really made me see Monica Lewinsky in a different. Not that I was. Not that I I had any negative opinions about Monica Lewinsky, but it was just like oh, think about it was think heart- about your it first heart- love. Think about your first love and then think about all of the things that you thought about that person getting, first of all, getting taken away from you because they're evidence, but they're evidence that's going to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I mean, it's there's so much pathos in that story. But the but the first slow burn about Watergate, Watergate was so I I I will say I loved I my I I am grateful to my my high school, San Francisco University High School in San Francisco, obviously. But we because they teach to the AP exam. We didn't get to the 70s. And as it turns out, on the AP exam, our question was about Vietnam, which none of us knew anything about. So I feel like we you get to... So I didn't really know that much about Watergate. I don't think Well, we watched all the President's Men in my high school journalism class. I love it. I love that it. Was my on, that was my entry point, which was a great one. It, so totally. shout out North Central High School journalism class. But um, Nice. And look and look at you now. Like, I know. I mean, you're, you're a media lady. I mean, I'm there's, journalism it, it, adjacent. Seriously, it was it was good for something, but um, yeah. it's but this the the telling of the the telling of the um, the Watergate story and and how fa- and, and particularly because you know this I think it released maybe in 2017 or 2018. Yeah, it was there so were so timely. many there were so many parallels with Trump, but there was nothing that they that they hit you over the head with. 
Um, it was just, it really was just, it was so masterful. And it really is because it is, you know, a, such a, a crucial part of American history. And even like I have, have not, I always say to myself, I should listen to it again just because it's so pleasurable. But that if you haven't listened to the first slow burn uh. about Nixon, about Watergate, like run and and certainly for people who have kids who are probably teenagers i mean it's i don't i don't think it would be interesting to like a 10 year old unless that 10 yeah. year old's a real nerd a for like real, real nerd precocious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally the other um podcast that like tick like tickled that part of my brain in the same way it's different very different topic but was the first season of the dream have you listened to that what is that it's so um it's oh, is it Jane Marie and and so she she does this investigative into MLMs and and like multi level marketing and, and pyramid this. schemes. Okay, you're gonna love it. It's really journalistic. It's really well reported. But and is she, it a bummer? It seems like it, I, it's I, a little bit of a bummer. But like she comes at it from a because so she's from like a very small town in Michigan. She lives in Los Angeles now, but like she comes from like a very working class background where a lot of women in her family have taken part in, in, in MLMs and, and things like this because they are often targeted at women and often at um, yeah. women who are trying to make a better life for themselves. Right. right like the premise right. is there. And so, so she doesn't come at it from a way that probably I, I would have come at it more because I get very angry about MLMs and I get very fired up about it. And she really approaches it from like, a place of listening, but also like understand, like, and really understanding it from like the history of it, like going back into uh, like okay. the seventies and like Amway and like, you can get mad at the DeVos family all over again and like, all, Oh yeah, totally. So, but she really tells this complete story. And then she has one of the younger women on her team, like signs up for one and like this makeup oh. one and I get, and, and like they kind of come that's, at it from all these different angles and, and no, she talks to some great. of her family members about it and why, like her aunt does this and, and then, but then they get into the nitty gritty of like also the scammy aspect and like right. what, and, and also like the, the, the kind of underlying premise that if you're not making enough money, it's because you're not working hard enough. Yes. And that's what makes me so angry too. And then, and then it's often targeted at women and all that. So anyway, I, I it's so good. No, and then she does a I, second season on the wellness world. That is also great. But the first season is perfect. Oh, that's uh, thank you for that recommendation. I'm so excited. That sounds terrific because the I think the I remember it was uh it was I got an ad. I think it was from one of the companies that uh, that produced something else that I listened to and I think it probably was also just sort of a bandwidth thing for me where I yeah. think whenever it was whenever it debuted I was like this sounds really sad <laughs> and yeah. I'm not in the mood for sad but I think but no, I think, but, but hearing you, it, it sounds really interesting. That It sounds really, really interesting. And she just came um, at it from this like really 360 way that I think. Um, love it. Also just like Val, it, it felt more grounded and real. And it's like, it just wasn't coming at it from like one sided attack. Like she really was trying right. to un understand it as opposed right. to like take it down. I mean, I think I, I, I would be hard pressed to say that someone would listen to it and be like go MLMs but she, that wasn't her thesis right like it was like I want to understand this this is a right. huge part of culture I have known about these things from growing up I want to investigate this and so it felt like a true investigation and not like someone just trying to jam their opinion down your throat 
I think the best the best journalistic podcasts are really where it's like there is a strength of an argument and then there's just all of the information to buttress it and yeah being also being willing to have you know opposing uh, opposing yes. points of view so it's so the, the the one that I definitely do cannot fail to shout out is um I think the best podcast I listened to all of last year it's called Unfinished Short Creek did you listen to it no it's about Tell me this about it. it's about this town it's kind of the aftermath of it's this group of fundamentalist mormon and um sort of before and after Warren Jeffs and it is and which um and and sort of how they are um navigating Ash Sanders and Sarah Ventre are the the um the women one I can't remember which one I think it's Ash um grew up uh, Mormon and and uh, you know sort of has experience with the faith um, and so you know has that perspective which I think is really valuable here because it's such um, you know because it, because it's not I think it's a, a very misunderstood um, uh, faith and I think also you know but there's a lot of compassion for that reason yeah um, but and also a, a real a real willingness to kind of push and, and interrogate and um, they did such a good job these women did such a good job but they but it you know it talks about sort of this community trying to it's not in, in the, the immediate aftermath of Warren Jeffs but it's sort of the sort of the doctrine of fun, the fun, of fundamentalist uh, yeah. Mormon um, the funda fundamentalist Mormon faith and also sort of how it's affected and how it is in um, sort of their local government and how it is in everything that they do and 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 the problems that it's caused um, and sort of uh, and and how they navigate out of that and how it affects their um, what the future of this community is and it's a community where you know people are you know, very large groups of, of families and everyone's kind of related and everyone knows everyone else's business. And, um, and it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully done. They, they interview people on both sides, um, you know, people and, you know, families that have been, that have been torn apart by, by, by disagreements over sort of, you know, whether or not they follow the prophet or whether or not they've broken from the prophet. And, it's about faith and it's about love and it's about family and it's about government and it's about duty and service. It's wonderful. Oh, I can't wait. I'm absolutely unfinished listen short to it. Creek. It is, it is, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's outstanding. And it's, it also has a beautiful, um, they just the way they score. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's, I cannot, great. I recommend it. Cause this is the other thing about me. Um, I'm always, and I have a few friends who refuse to listen to podcasts and they're like, don't, they're like, they're like, is this a podcast? Because if it's a podcast, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I'm always trying to push. I'm such a pusher. I'm always trying to push oh, some people. But it's I, really, I but but for people who want, a re and particularly because a lot of the, you know, unsurprisingly, um, there's a lot about sort of how women are viewed in the, yeah. and what women's rights are. So people who, so anyone who's, who's interested in really immersing themselves in something, and, and because, uh, you know, a lot of this is really centered on, on how women are affected, um, it's, I, I cannot recommend it more highly. Unfinished Short Creek. It's terrific. I, I just, cause you know, like you said, like being curious, like that's just how I live my life. That's how you live your life. I think. And so like when you can get inside a culture that you don't have either, like totally, it's not near me. It's not, I know it's not around me, but I'm like interested in it and I'm fascinated by it and I want to know more about it. And then when someone can really paint that picture really beautifully and like thoughtfully is 
like my favorite kind of thing. It's yes. So great. And, 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 and in, in this one, this is a really a good example of where you hear the people themselves reflecting yeah. on what their, um, what their regrets are. Um, what, you know, the decisions that they've made because particularly because the, um, you know, there's for certain people to live outside of the community or to divorce or to resist a marriage, you know, a, a sort of an imposed or enforced marriage is total heresy. So you get all of the dimension of what that really means for people, you know, and what 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 freedom means and, and, and you know, and, and what it also costs. Um, and so it's really it's I and and you like that, like exactly what you said, where you are immersing yourself in a culture that's totally different than your own. But it's the same kind of fundamental human questions that we're all reckoning with <laughs> at all times until we die. So it's it's totally. really, really good. It's really, really um, good. Okay, I'm adding that to my list too. I can't wait. This makes me so excited. Um, I know we also both like, I do this. Why do we do this to ourselves? Like hate watch things and like hate listen yes. to things. Like yes. I do this all the time. And then eventually like- Some people can't. And I, can't. I applaud them. But some Good people- for you. But like why do I torture? We torture ourselves. But we do we it do. continuously. We and do. I, Until, I, but do you have a threshold? Because I, there, I yes. have some hate. I have some hate listens that that, that there is a moment where I'm like, I, 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 it's too much. I can't. I will and quit then, something and then I don't eventually. And then I, and then I'm done. Because it's like I'm very Scorpio in that way. Like if I'm done, I'm done. Like we're done. Um, but again, I can. Either, I'm all in or I'm all out, basically. And it, and I might be all in for the wrong reasons. <laughs> totally <laughs> all in for the wrong reasons. So what? What are? What's on your hate listen? Uh, so there's the moment. so there's one that I that like for some for some people it's it's too preposterous it's called the ex-boyfriend recovery podcast okay and I though I was not recovering from an ex-boyfriend but I think <laughs> what I are was... ex-boyfriends what are dates <laughs> <laughs> seriously no seriously that's that's my life I don't know that's where I'm at I'm like now. a date and that's 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 where I stopped listening. A pre-pandemic situation as well. No, like I can't one, just blame it on the global 1, pandemic. One thousand percent. That's a story so, for another day. Keep talking. So I think <laughs> I may have found it because I think I was maybe feeling like a little, like a little morose about maybe a former relationship, and I was uh-huh. sort of, or maybe I was thinking about sort of the ideas of. Um, uh, Isabel Gillies wrote a terrific book years ago. Isabel Gillies of Metropolitan and also Stabler's wife. Um, yes. Wrote a terrific book called It Happens Every Day about divorce. Her husband um, was a professor and they were living and they moved. They left New York. She was working as an actress. They moved to this college town. He fell in love with, I think, a student or maybe like a TA. And she wrote a book about about recovery, about divorce. And she talked about the idea that that, uh, you know, divorce. It's a book. It really is a book about recovery and yeah. um, sort of what it takes as you, as as any type of grief is recovery, you know, like, you know, yeah. sort of being restored, not obviously to wholeness, but, um, but, you know, going through those, like they talk about these sort of the stages of grief so that you can, so, so that you can ultimately move on. And so I think maybe that's what it was. So I was like, maybe there's a podcast about like a relationship recovery. So I found this book, this podcast called the ex-boyfriend recovery podcast. And I was like, oh, that's a novel concept. That sounds, that sounds pretty progressive. This is about recovering your ex-boyfriend, which is totally bananas. It's, it's, I mean, the, the advice is like, like, 
put a bunch of stories on Instagram and tag him. I mean, it is the worst. It is it is advice that you would give to someone you hated. It is like this. The, like there's he has all these these like tech. Basically, he's like he's like he's like this is the grass is greener rule, which is basically just that like the grass is. I was like that's not a rule. It's just a phrase <laughs> yeah, that the grass is saying. greener. <laughs> and he's like the no contact rule, which is don't contact them. Like it like it's it, it's it's worth a listen just because it's so bonkers. And he has all of these things and and then he'll have like testimonials. It's like a woman who got her boyfriend back even after he blocked her. <laughs> like, why are you trying to be with someone who blocked you? He like, blocked you. A woman who got her boyfriend back. Like, these are like these are his, and he calls them his success stories. And the women will call in, and they clearly are unwell. I mean, so it's like kind of a hate fall, but it's also sort of a kind of a comedy follow. But I tried to recommend it to a friend. I think I might have, I think I recommended it to Sarah Jenks Daly and Sarah was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you're going to listen to it. I might listen to and it this no, afternoon. No, she was just, no, it's, it's, I'll, I'm going to text you the, like some of the like choice episodes because there's, so, I was, okay, I yes, was please do. Howling, Tell me, give me a sampler. <laughs> howling with laughter just because it was like, this is not advice that like should come with a warning no one should listen to this advice yeah you're like is this satire like what is no it, it's it, it's completely it's completely insane so um uh so that's ex-boyfriend recovery i think i still subscribe but i don't always listen to it because he's now brought on other experts and so i i just want the pure unfiltered yeah like unhinged <laughs> i want is i want it as unhinged i don't want so, i don't want him to bounce off of someone who might be trying <laughs> don't to, have a real therapist on here like let's... No, no seriously like someone who actually like i want him to just to give you the it's like um the onion used to have that that uh, you know they have those their, their columnists which were obviously not real people like yeah. the the outside scoop like it's the total yeah. outside scoop like it's like it is so far from from I good forgot advice. about the outside scoop it's totally the outside scoop <laughs> so um, my other my biggest one and I would be remiss if I did not mention this one and this as you and I discussed could be a whole other podcast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is um anything and I'm and I'm not a sports fan so I I I am, am really only in one part of the Bill Simmons universe yep but I do listen to the rewatchables yes as um, do I and it I, I mean it's me it's probably similar to a sports experience of like when you're uh, being a sports fan like when your team is losing it's me screaming at screaming. the podcast screaming because he makes me totally insane from I want to I want to jump into my phone. <laughs> it, I mean, talk and he's not a millennial. So it's like what the stuff the, like the the He's the, older than us. He's older, he's than, older us. than us. And it's like the information and there's always like something it's like, "Oh yeah, man, when I was talking to Damon, like there's always some celebrity name drop." Yeah. There's always some I mean, he's he really gets under my skin, but there's something about it that makes me feel alive. <laughs> I know. And I don't know, is that may, maybe that's a relatable experience, but maybe, or, and maybe it, it, is. it communicates that there's something deeply, deeply disturbed inside of me. I, you know, I listen to the rewatchable. So I list, I, there's various things on the ring. Like the, the one thing that I listen to and is not a hate listen is the watch with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. Um, is that the one about the, it's about, about TV the wire? basically. 
Oh, it's uh, on the TV. Yeah, it's like they because the ringer has there's one about the wire, which I have actually never watched. Sorry, Jamie. That's the, the, the last time I'll mention Jamie. But you, Jamie has been trying to push uh, me yeah, to watch, watch the wire. For I know I have I not know. listened. I have not listened to their podcast about the wire, but I listen. The watch is like the watch goes back to the Grantland days. So Andy and Chris had a podcast. It was not called the watch. It was oh, called something but- else back in the Grantland days. And so they still do a podcast and it's about generally TV, but a little bit entertainment industry and like, and is it all current television or do they do like, it's mostly did- current. Got it. Okay. So they're kind of, it's like they do two shows a week and um, it's, it's good. And it Bill is not on that show. Um, Chris, it's like when you're listening, Chris will be on the rewatchables. Like you've heard Chris on the rewatchables many, many times, but like this is bill doesn't really go on their show. I mean, I'm sure he's been on it before, but he's not really there. So it kind of sits in its own space. And I really like them because he's too busy telling Pulitzer prize winner, Yale graduate, Wesley Morris about do the right thing. Like it's just (laughs) when he tries to tell, cause I love Wesley so much and I love still processing um, Wesley and Jenna's podcast. When he tries to talk to Wesley about like, well, I mean anything really. I mean just anything. Cause Wesley is so brilliant and I, I love his analysis of really anything, but especially when that man, that white man from Boston tries to talk to Wesley about race no, in it's, culture is it's, insanity it's wild and i understand wesley is very indulgent of him because they've had a, they have a relationship of long standing but i'm just like could this podcast like could you guys do this on youtube just so we can see his face like what like yeah. they're because they're and i feel like van and i feel like a lot like there are definitely times when you can tell that they're kind of rolling their eyes at him oh I don't know when van he... and wesley are on together and i say this as i mean I, I am not a i am a white person who is just like what like like i want to hear what van and wesley have to say like right. about Ex- about that, that's... coming to america and its impact on boomerang them and no and boomerang. I, I mean the boomerang like boomerang is so special to me as a movie i have seen that movie i i can quote that movie from i quote it all the time you know like you got to coordinate like right it, but like i would like to hear the two black men tell me about that movie's well, place in the culture rather than, I mean, it's, it's not that Bill can't have an opinion, but he's also just so bad at it's, you, well, I, and, it makes me crazy. It make, it must make you fucking insane. Well, and only. it's sort of like the problem that he had last year where it's, I don't think it necessarily is. I can see how he said, you know, well, I'm not racist. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I have friends who are black. I'm so loath to say that because obviously that's the cliche, but it's just like he's needing to, to, I hate the expression centering himself, but that he's, I don't know if it's the ego. I don't know if it's the, and it's like, right. We got that. This is your deal. And we got that. You got, you know, you got an eight figure sum or a nine figure sum for selling it. And that's great. Good for you. I mean, all more power to you. You started as a little columnist and built a thing. That's, that's and great. built a thing and you and you know you're like a hometown hero and now you're living in LA and your kids go to fancy private school and you and that's great 
But I just think, um, and look, this is, you know, we, we as women have the opposite problem, which is that we're always accommodating people, you know, we're, we're yeah. not, not consistently, but I think that, but that's the sort of, that's what, what people say that women are doing. Women are constantly pleasing, constantly accommodating, constantly letting other people go first. Whereas men are just trying to dominate people, you know, sort of even in business yeah. where it's like yeah. who the person who has the most power is the person who will be listened to. And so I think that that is the, the thing it's like, we got that this is your deal and we got that you want to be involved and we got that you, but, but also culture and media has evolved to the point that there may be things where like, and, and I, I'm open to the ones where he's also, but the fact that he, whenever he's there, he has to run the show. That's the thing. If he would is, be a side that's annoying. character, if he would be a supporting role, especially in certain there are certain films where it feels like, okay, play the starring role. You know, it's like, right. oh yeah, this came right. out when you were 16 and it's, did it, that's fine. It's like, it's like he can't sit back and let he someone can't else sit talk. Back. Exactly. He can't sit back and let someone else, and, and always has to be the, and, and that's, and I bet that's really annoying to work for too. Yeah. You know, like I think it's like, that's kind of the thing that we all have to um, we all, all have to consider it's not that you can't do it because you're white. It's not that you can't do it because you're it's not that people it's just that like there are certain things where if someone has a better has a closer relationship to this text, let's hear from them. We don't just have to hear from you because you're the boss, because what like part of equity is letting just letting different voices different just means not right. the same, you know. And so that's what he's his own worst enemy. And then, of course. And then, of course, he's like, you know, I don't even remember. But, you know, his his apology to the Times was like, yeah, you know, it, it really hurts when people, you know, say that you didn't do a good job. You know, mistake. I'm obviously yeah. vastly yeah. paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's it was... like, you know, it really hurts. And it's like, oh, dear. Like, we like we have to deal with your feelings now. Right. It's just it's yeah, it, that's that's a challenge. And then the other the other one that I'm. I mean, funnily enough, our some someone we know, Emma Gormley, is the um, is the co-host of the Molly Sims podcast, which I've been listening to, which is ostensibly about beauty, but it also is about. I just wonder, like, is ever does every famous person have to be a content creator now, or like, can't they just be rich and famous? Like, I, I don't. I, that's I, the thing that I don't understand. Like, I don't look, understand. You, sh <laughs> you should follow your bliss, but I just. When I see more, when I see celebrities pushing more, and I don't think she's she's pushing any product, but like celebrities, it's like so-and-so has a brand now that makes fill in the blank. Does everybody yeah. just have to push more shit and more <laughs> and have a podcast where they're talking about their opinions? It's like, well, we know very well what your opinions are because you've been famous for 30 years. Right. Like everybody, it, like it, for, some, for some of these people, like, Alec Baldwin <laughs> or it's like we know what you think about virtually uh, everything I mean, everything and Every you thing. just talking for an hour and a half sometimes with a guest sometimes to yourself <laughs> just feels like the wrong <laughs> and but just, sometimes I guess it's like hilarious sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes I'm like thank you this is so funny and sometimes I'm like why are you spending your time doing this like aren't there other things you'd like to do and again if this is what you want to do everyone should do their thing like follow your bliss but like sometimes it just feels like they're doing it because they think they're supposed to do it or they have to do it and you're like you don't have to and also at the end of the day you might end yourself 
in a bad spot. Like if you're just totally. rambling and on a microphone for two hours straight with totally, and, and apparently totally. no one around you is checking you because someone should have well, checked you that, and said you shouldn't well, do this. That's, that's the thing. And it's and, and there is and I don't think there is a it's actually not that fine a line between. Yes, there are the people who are fr- who are frenemies and underminers and who never have anything good to say to you. But or about you, and hopefully by this age you have excised those people. Yes. But we all need a Sarah Jenks Daly, a Carrie Bialik, like yep. we like the friends that we have who are going to be like, that's not working for you, and this is not <laughs> yep. this is something this is not where you should not focus your attention. Like, you we have all need many talents. You should like put that. them somewhere. Like exactly. Like you can't, and it's like famous or not. Like we all need, you know, uh, the Fug Girls famously call this the get a grip friend. And, totally and 1000% like, and like I remember when I first read it many years ago on their website and and they were talking about it in in the context of fashion right which is what their site is about but like that applies to every kind of person in life you need to get a grip friend who just like shakes you by the shoulders like you know even even just like not literally and is just like hey like real talk real talk no we got it we got to change something here you know and like it's so what, true it's so true and it's, it's a so gift. True. It's a gift to have those people. It is. It really uh, is. So I, I just I think there's not an obvious Hollywood is not well known for having to get other people. It's no, 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 no. But no. I just but I just I just want to throw that out there for people who are thinking this not that for people who are thinking that maybe the world needs more of them. Maybe the world needs less of you. It's all a little mystery. A little mystery. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's not true. Place. Not true of you, Abby Gardner. No, thank you. Um, I think that's a perfect place to I've like taken over your entire day. But um, where I feel like your Instagram is just like a great place. I mentioned it earlier, but like a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about and even as we were talking about reply all and whatever, you've kind of done some really interesting posts and things thoughtful and things that make people think and and so thank you well people people I, my it's a very long story that i will not go into my <laughs> yes. handle is fierce grandma so people can check it you can check me out there um if they're interested in my in my opinions on more things so you it's a good be. place it's a good place to start a good place to end but it's also you know it, it all it just doubles back on itself that um i too have a lot of opinions so yeah um, i mean know, i mean but, it's great they're great and it's it's yeah. always it just it, you always make me think and 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 make me laugh and all, all of those things and i adore you i love you i love you thank you so much for asking me to do this this has been wonderful awesome thanks Bon. Thank you so much to Bonnie for that amazing combo. I love my friends so much. I really do. I feel so lucky to have all these people in my life and that they will come on my little podcast and and chat with me and you guys can get to know them too. And and they're just the best. They really are. Um, (laughs) Note to self uh, and to all of you, I realized that after complaining about people getting things wrong on on a podcast... um, I would just like you to know that I realized that I sang, if we can call it singing, uh, some bars from a different Millie Vanilli tune than, than Bonnie was referencing. And I know the difference between Girl, You Know It's True and Baby Don't Forget My Number. I do. Like, please know this. Please know that I realized it like while we were still recording. But what are you going to do? I mean, I, I could have edited it out, but that would have made like an awkward transition. So I didn't. Um... 
aren't I brave? I'm so brave. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, anyway, just know that I know. And thanks again for listening. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Share the pod with a friend who you think might like it. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter at wehavenotes.substack.com. And you can follow We Have Notes on Instagram at We Have Notes or me at Abby C. Gardner. Follow Bonnie at Fierce Grandma. And until next week, um, I mean, the, the mantra until it's done is free fucking Britney, man. That's it. Uh, I will talk to you soon. 